Daniel Caesar or Daniel Cesar if you're weird featuring Kali Uchis get you um why did I say like that like I'm some kind of radio DJ as working on Fly FM made me sound like a DJ for no real reason because I don't do the DJ work I just write the jokes anyway welcome to the Mental Pacha podcast we're back friends you like those little snippets that I've been showing uh showing i've been letting you listening i've been letting you listen in to i've been letting you listen in to the opening in did you like it in it uh give me some feedback if you want on the dms at mzkrx you you know you know how that goes this is another new episode and it's another solo one i'm trying to do this thing where i upload more uh just because you know why not we're here Uploads are good, and uh, it's better than less uploads, right? I think it is. Yeah. So, uh, personal updates because this is a solo episode. Just as I said that, a bunch of you were like, "Oh, <laughs> I'm just going by the data, guys." And the data says, uh, "If it's a solo episode, y'all check out," and that's okay. Like I kind of understand it. The person talking for an hour And what? Who's this guy? He's not my dad Why do I sit down and listen to this guy for a whole hour? Uh, and I get it You know Even if you think you enjoy listening to one just just one person talking It's not quite uh, that that you enjoy like, like Let me give you an example of other situations Where you want to listen to just one person It's either like a sermon So there's an aspect of You know Sort of uh, religious obligation to it one or uh and even in that situation there's other people you are with and they are all you know agreeing uh or it's like a stand-up uh show thing where what yes you're listening to one person but you're also listening to a group of people laughing and that experience is completely different from just listening to one person talking into a microphone and like is it gonna be interesting i don't know will will his jokes be affirmed by another voice laughing no idea how do radio DJs do this when they talk to themselves for like a four hour block you are all medically insane um, which is in hyperbole I am trying to say that I envy the skill set you have and the focus and stamina to be engaging entertaining and interesting by yourselves I don't trust myself to be able to do that on my own this is why I frequently have recurring guests um, but I'm trying to get myself comfortable with speaking on on my own by myself because I feel like a part of my work now should involve me relying a lot on myself because um, 
while it does help to be in a group to do things you know have other people do things uh with you um it also helps for me to just figure out a way to do things on my own why not i've been attached to a lot of projects that are bigger than me most of the time and maybe it's time to just strike solo for a bit see if that works anyway updates um uh remember that when i told y'all in the first update episode of this season where i was like let's have a goal of doing film in person i would there was a moment a couple of weeks ago where i'm like this is not gonna happen ever i was a fool to think that i can have goals in this year 2022 where cases are five digits and just rising every day and 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 uh i currently we were ousted che ousted che we are not allowed to be in the studio to work and i was fully thinking okay lah this means my goals are dumb i should not have thought i could ever do a show uh a ping pong monkeys where we can just do a three night run that's not going to happen man things are going to close up you know you got to get crazy blah blah blah, blah, blah. Uh, but then uh, Recent news Saying that we're gonna enter the endemic phase Which is another way of saying The government doesn't give a shit anymore Once the April Fool April Fools On April Fools The government will be like Your 191 SOPs Gone Everybody just wear masks We trust that you got your medicine uh, Fuck it Essentially uh, Entering the fuck it phase of the pandemic is, is is a bit of a you know i like that we're able to do things now but also dang man are we not going to give a shit about the people who are expe- exceptionally immunocompromised i live with somebody who's like that i used to my brother is uh and you know other people in my life also are particularly susceptible to this kind of thing and they are not going to be able to participate to them this is going to be you know this is defcon 9 Is higher numbers worse for Defcon? What is Defcon? Somebody look that up for me. Um, I'm not gonna. Uh, it's as in the because the endemic phase is happening, the fuck it phase. Therefore, everybody's. I mean, the people I know are like, all right. This means we're gonna. This means even worse. We have to lock down even more. You know, try to try to save up even more, and blah blah blah. Um. So, but. On the other hand, I'm like, but now I can do shows again. I don't know, man. I'm trying to embrace the 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 violent oscillation of the 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 opposite things that I like. This is this is where we are now in the growth of being a person for me myself. Like, uh, you know, thesis antithesis synthesis. This idea that you have a you have a belief. Or you have a way of moving about in the world, and then you run into, as usual, you run into reality, and then you go, "No, I'm better than reality. Idealism. This is what you run into in your, you know, in your uh, soapbox days of being a teenager or being uh, uh, somebody in, in uni. If you're currently in uni or are a teenager, and you're like, "Yeah, man, I can do anything. Keep believing in that. I'm not suggesting you not to." I'm just saying this is probably the peak of your powers in 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 be- being able to believe in yourself and 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 uh, uh, grab onto the ideal uh, version 
of the world that you think exists in your head. I mean, it does exist in your head, but that you think should exist over the actual real world. But uh, uh, so that's your thesis, and then the antithesis is the real world. You try your best to actually apply all of the, of the things to the best of your ideals, and then you run into real real life at every step of the way. You think you find people who are like minded. You get exploited. You think you find people who are. Uh, further along in your journey than you are and you find out that they're doing completely the opposite bullshit um, that's uh, a bit of you know the broad strokes of uh, what has been happening with me and how I feel about things and then now I have to be figuring out where should I actually stand here like in between this oscillating yes no thing here's an example like I do this thing. You may hear this regularly on the How to Malay podcast, where I I rail against people in power. If you have more money than most people, I don't. I tend not to like you on principle, or you know, like I don't hate you just because you have money. Like if you're born into money, like if you don't know what it's like to buy two eggs. And if you go to a to a kedai and you see the packaging, like a family pack of of of. Of, of snacks or whatever and it's open and you're like man rats got into this then you're not you know and you you are slightly privileged you don't understand what's happening there and I, I don't blame you for having money I'm just saying it's more likely that if you have money and you think on principle it's better to work hard and get money than it is to figure out a better way to distribute the resources resources we have with the people who don't have it then you know that's where I stand. Like if it's more likely people with privilege don't realize they have privilege and then they don't use their privilege to the common good. So I'm like anti-cap, right? Anti-capitalist. You know, that's that's a lot of my ideals and a lot of what I talk about in how to believe. Uh, and also you know maybe in this podcast a lot. But at the same time, yo, at the same time, man, was at the same goddamn time. This is a real thing about me. I don't. I don't buy bread unless it's like brioche <laughs> dang it sounds <clears throat> excuse me it sounds hypocritical like what you only buy enriched dough that has butter in it and like you know a particularly French type of bread yeah but it's, I don't mean that I only buy that bread therefore that's the only kind of bread I eat it means I only eat bread like twice a year genuinely that's what it means I only buy brioche whenever I can handily find it and, and from a source that I trust where the baking the baking is done well which makes me a bit of a snob which is true does that make me some kind of asshole maybe I don't know because I think there's a lot of the duality thing that we have to manage you know the synthesis part you have your synthesis you have a thesis you have your antithesis and then you have your synthesis you have to figure out where you want to where you want to stand in your in between your ideals and your practicalities there there is you in between the version of yourself that you tell yourself the version of you that you say yeah i'm good at doing things and then there's the same person is like fuck everything i don't want to do anything you know what i mean the same version of you that goes man i'm better than this i'm better than you i deserve more fuck you the same person would go oh man I am just the ugliest person today. This is not going well. I don't know fuck about shit. I don't deserve anything. This is the same person. 
we do oscillate i think is the thing i'll just speak for myself i do oscillate like sometimes i'm like yo spend all this money man we're in end times we're gonna die what are you gonna spend this money for inflation is not gonna help spend now fuck it but the same guy also is like sometimes man i gotta figure out how to get a lot of money and you know invest a lot so that i can plan for my future and get out of this country so eh, i guess whichever the two wolves inside you there are two wolves uh whichever you feed is the one <laughs> you guys know what i'm talking about okay so <laughs> the, the parable of the wolves uh, the 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 story goes uh some sort of ancient native people are like oh uh how uh, is there any advice for you to give me oh wise sage with a long beard and no pants um uh the the wise uh, guy goes wise guy <laughs> the wise man goes is wise guy the wise man goes uh inside you there are two wolves one uh is got powered by fear uh the more you fear the the, the stronger the wolf is and the other is uh powered by love you know the more you love it the stronger it becomes and they're both of them are fighting and then then the person asks oh so which one wins whichever wolf you feed oh shit my drop well you know Immanuel Kant's thing of the duality of man whatever it is it is an oscillation of one or two things yes or no fear and love uh, uh, miserliness and 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 borosness uh, uh, whether or not you uh, 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 w- how much you want to behave according to your ideals you can only be able to do that to to this extent that you can afford the resources you have the energy you have you know what I mean so figure out which one you want to lean towards and allow yourself indulges whenever you can because you know however whatever ideals you have you can strive towards them but the world is turning into dust uh, in the dust of this planet try to see what you can do okay Alright That's the thing about brioche I haven't had brioche in two years by the way I miss it Uh, Solo episodes I used to do the solo episodes Exclusively On the Instagram live At MZKRX Um, Partly so that there's feedback going on So I know if I'm doing a riff that makes sense uh, That people responding positively to it But also partly so I don't feel alert. <coughs> Excuse me. In one of the sessions, uh, y'all posted a bunch of questions and I answered some of them, but not the rest. And I did say that I will address all of them. And uh, their topics are great. And I love talking about things when being prompted to. Uh, so because I don't want to just tell you what I want to say it has to be coming from something I don't like that here's a thought what if it's fine if there's something somebody else on the other side to agree disagree or react to but if I'm just talking to myself I don't feel like I should insist on you listening to a particular subject unless you ask for it and in this case you did so I'm going to go through this um, list of topics that you listeners uh, gave to me 
uh, as as uh, potential things to talk about on the podcast. So here they are. Thank you for uh, uh, sending these on the Instagram. Uh, follow me at mzkrx if you haven't. I'm sure you have. Uh, so here goes. Let's go through all the things. These might be a little dated because they're at least <laughs> they're, they're from last year. I'm sorry. I just got the time to do it now. Here's how dated it is. One of the topic is, have you talked about Timah? That is the Timah whiskey issue. If you remember, uh, this brand of whiskey called Timah. Uh, Timah whiskey, Timah of course means lead, which is our major export uh, back in the colonial days. So the whiskey is like trying to do a throwback thing. Uh, but also, uh, uh, okay. Uh, and, and then this Timah was it won an award uh, Malaysian authorities Some asshole Was like Hey you can't call this A female lady And Timah Whiskey Was forced to change his name To something more appropriate To uh, The Malay market Question mark Do you get why this is weird Like They're not marketing to you So why are you paying attention to this It's very odd The claim is that If they change If they call it something Very like uh, Very close to Fatima which is what they're alleging, uh, then the Malay people will be swayed into drinking it. <laughs> hey man, we know this is a silly issue. If you're listening to, podca- to this podcast, you know the issue is dumb and stupid, which is which means the same thing. Uh, uh, because they, they're, they're using this as a, as a talking point so that people will vote for them. Like This is a political move where, where you just attack a nothing thing so you seem like you're for something positive and and it works people go like this guy defends our right to bleh, bleh, bleh. You know, these non-muslims always trying to convert us <laughs> no they're not I'm just trying to tell you non-muslims here in Malaysia they're just trying to do their shit and we keep fucking up we keep fucking things up for them It's it's we're actively hostile to non-muslims they're not trying to win us over, genuinely. The fact that it's so easy to get out of the religion in, in these people's eyes, like looking at a, a, a whiskey named Tima is enough for me to be swayed into drinking it, means what? Means they don't believe in the religion enough. That's that's what it means. The, that's what the argument means. You can look at a cross and be converted. You can just you can look at a product and be converted. It's dumb. It's really dumb. And it shows how weak, low-key, the weakest, the weakest faith that most Muslims have here. I Again, I'm dropping hints to my other podcast that I'm going to start during Ramadan. <laughs> the Dawah Dari Iblis. Watch out for that. Uh, but here's a little hint. Yo, as much as uh, Islam is Malaysia's official religion, it is not really what we practice. That's not the most. That's not the religion we practice the most. We fuck up a lot. Let's say <clears throat> this is a simple argument. Let's say it is right. Let's say majority uh, Malays are Muslim. Therefore, a lot of people, a lot of things should be catered to the Malay Muslims, right? Let's take this as a premise. Okay, good. So this it stands to reason that most people who go to malls will be Malays, right? Right? This is an argument you're making. Because in the malls also, you don't sell... 
sorry, excuse me. You don't sell uh, 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 non-halal products front center, right? You hide it. Yeah, it has its own section. You make sure that blah, 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 things are hidden and whatever. Okay. So, because malls are mostly Malay Muslims. Okay. Now, what is the percentage square footage of the mall that is the surau where you have to go there five five times a day? Why is it always near the to- toilets? And why does a giant mall have only one of them usually in one floor? In one floor. Do y'all care about the, the, the practicing? If this is, if it's actually true that let's say lah, Let's say it's conservatively 70% Malay Muslims going in the malls. Then it stands to reason that every five times of the day, there should be stoppages. There should be in every floor, there's a surau. And this surau should be places that are clean, well-maintained, and not literally next to the place where people take a shit. Did you think so? It's not though. Why is that? Alright, uh, I'll explore that uh, further in the actual podcast But you know what I'm trying to say here A lot of the the religious posturing is political And religious, religious authorities do not practice in the way that helps people There is good in religion There is good in finding community immediately and automatically <laughs> uh, Wherever you go in the world There's comfort in that There is uh, 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 forward momentum in, in progressive thinking Really, if you... If you are open to the ideas, uh, uh, the the really the really progressive ideas that, that exist in the Quran, progressive for the time. Therefore, we should now be even more progressive if we follow the line of thinking. Um, but as as it is now, the motherfuckers who are religious authorities are fucking it up for everybody and making everyone have a bad time. No mas, Tima whiskey, dumb, stupid. You be no, um, and it's dumb. But shout out to the company where the Tima whiskey is like sold out. Congrats. They had trouble stocking it. Haha. Because of the the publicity. And I think they did uh, bow down. Bow down. Listen to the request of the people who were like, Change your name. We don't want to accidentally drink it. Uh, and they changed it to a name that is more, uh, that is less offensive to Malay people. And more appealing to them, uh, they changed it to child marriage. <laughs> Our new whiskey, child marriage. Oh fuck! No lah. I think it's now called Pantat whiskey, right? Somebody check that. <laughs> Pantat whiskey. Delicious, full-bodied, smoky flavor of aged Pantat. 30-year-old 30-year-old whiskey Oh boy 30-year-old Pantat mm. It's really uh, strong in the nose What am I saying? Uh, yeah, so that's how old the, <laughs> the talking points you want me to discuss are But that's that Thank you for giving me that, that thing Now I can, I can cross it off uh, For that topic Here we go Next uh, it's just Kropoleko I have no further notes um, My bad for not asking for elaboration On what they mean But I, if, if you're asking me to talk about Kropoleko Here's the thing uh, They're fish sausages Fish sausages Which I dig and Because it's sausage It's a way to preserve the meat 
And I like thick Kropoliko. Thick, chunky boys with bone in them. I don't know. I like the texture. I feel like eating... It's like, you know, a concentrated essence of fish meat in a tube form. It is us enforcing our will onto the ocean species. We're like, hey fish, you're not cuddly, you're not cute, you don't know how to uh, uh, be friends with us, we don't speak the same language, you can't guard our homes or make good content for TikTok, therefore we're going to eat most of you. And here's how efficiently we're going to eat you. We're going to grind you into a paste and make you into the most convenient substance to put in our mouths. Uh, convenient shape, I mean, to put into our mouths. A tubular uh, shape. Easy access. In and out. I love it. What I'm a little more suspicious of is the Kropoliko that's thin. <sighs> It's crunchy, yeah, great, but like I feel like I'm getting less fish for my money. I don't like that. But if you make your Kropoliko super thin and it's crispy all the way, I'm okay with that. And I think my, my problem is I like Kropoliko that's thick, but I don't think that's the original. I think the original was thin. Because that's how you that's why you call it Kropo, right? Kropo is an onomatopoeic uh, uh, name. Kropo. Which is the crunchy sound that makes that it makes when you crunch into it. So I think the original one is probably flat. And then they dry and then they you know, it's easier to make a dry Kropoliko anyway. And then, you know, something with the machinery, somebody's like, I want more fish. Or oh no, wait, okay, here's why I think what happened. Initially it was thin, right? And they dry it and then they fry it and then it's nice. But then the thinness is not uniform because they're not making it using factory precision equipment. You know, it's just one dude smashing it with a hammer, I'm guessing. And then uh, you would get Kropoleko that are thin on one side and then slightly thick on the on the edge side. I don't like these ones. Please, you know, be have conviction in what you want. Whatever choice you make in being a type of food, just have the same consistency throughout or at least let me know in advance that that's what's going to happen. Because if there are like different consistencies, like crunchy on one end and then thick on the other end, have all of them be like that. But no, you can go to a place, doing it, and then in that bunch, you will get some that are crispy throughout, some that are crispy and then chewy at the end, some that are crispy and then and then really chewy and really long chewy bit. And it's inconsistent. I can't trust you. Please, have some consistency, man. I want your product to be enjoyed by the most number of people and to be able to do that, you need to have a reliable service. You need to be able to be consistent in your output. So maybe somebody, you know, long ago had the same frustration as me. He's like, bro, kropo kropo ah, kalau tembam tembam ah, can we just figure out what we want here? Are we crispy? Are we chewy? What's what's the deal? And the one guy's like, I like the chewy bit. You like the chewy bit? Huh? You like the chewy bit? This family has been making Kropoleko for years. And you're coming into my house. You say you like the chewy Kropo. Chewy is not even Kropo anymore. It's chewy. I'm trying to find out uh, an onomatopoeic noise for chewy. That got, that got really uh, out of hand there. I'll, I'll figure that out later. But the guy was like upset and he goes, Okay then, I'll just make all the Kropo fat. How you like that? And then people did like it. People like me. And I I do like the, the thick tubular Kropoleko. 
and it is the my preferred Capulico, especially it's it's meant to be paired I think with the lingam chili sauce, the yellow cat one, uh, where it's hot but also really sweet but also really watery. Beautiful. I've not had Capulico in I would like to say a year almost, maybe half a year, not full year. I want I want it. Uh, somebody uh, let me know where good Copoleco is drop in my DMs and uh, I'll go and check it out that's Copoleco now uh, let's see what we have uh, oh here's one that's really old my pen okay opinion on Chappelle's recent cancel moment is not recent anymore Um, by the time it was this is Dave Chappelle's uh, closer. Where he came out with closer. The sh- the the the. It's called the closer. His stand up special on Netflix. Um, and people say he got cancelled. I'm like, what does that mean, man? What uh, I don't know. Maybe because I have never been cancelled or no people who get, who get cancelled. Wait a minute. Yes, I do. <laughs> Look into the podcast archive. <laughs> <laughs> and 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 rediscover a guy who's uh, one of my buddies, and and like oh yeah, this guy got cancelled. Anyway, um, how did what is cancellation? Let's start there. Uh, for, for how it happened with this friend of mine, um, he fucked up majorly in a in a in a, in a hashtag Me Too kind of way. Did not do did not apologize in the way that makes sense. Um, regretted his actions, but cannot recover goodwill uh, because he was too into the game. Uh, by which I mean, this person is uh, was popular on the Twitter, which is a very polarizing platform, and Twitter is not good for nuanced discussions on anything. You really have to wear your character on your username. And uh, people hate you, people hate you. That's it, gone. It's very uh, myopic in, in some ways. So he couldn't get his goodwill back. And then uh, uh, even though even though he would claim that what he did was a one-time thing that, you know, he doesn't, you know, he regrets. And then, but it became a big thingy. And so he now, the way he got cancelled is, this is real. Dude no longer uses his real name. Like he has a different name now, and he's completely away from the public eye. Doesn't really do what he does anymore. Literally, nothing that he used to do back then is the thing that he's doing now. And uh, yeah, I guess if that's what cancellation means, as in if you're in the public eye, you do something, and you're not supposed to be in the public anymore, therefore you slowly no longer become a public public citizen, public figure. Then I guess that's a correct quote unquote correct way to do it. You know what I mean? Like, you can't sit there and, like, uh, perform penance or perform an apology to the public eye and then still be in the public. Because 
because the public will eat you alive. It's not that it's wrong to do that because it won't work. But the dude has did has done, however, best in his capacity, and is aware and is acknowledging that the longer he continues to be in uh, um, in the public eye, the way he does, it will no longer be helpful to the cause that he supports. Therefore, he's like, okay, I'm just going to be private citizen, support what I support in the background, and then you know, no longer be the face of things because if that's going to harm the movement. And then uh, he's not gonna be part of it, and uh, that's fine. I don't know if that's that's what cancellation means. With Dave Chappelle, though, people are quote unquote canceling him. He's fine. He's getting money um, by saying that because he was uh, still with the transphobia and and stuff. And I don't care. Question mark. I don't because it doesn't affect us here. One, but also. When you cancel cancel people like this, what you're doing is just shutting them up and deplatforming them, and that's fine. It's not really a bad thing to be canceled, <laughs> like really genuinely, genuinely. Because I've known people who are the, who are on the other side of it, and it's like okay, it sounds bad, and it sounds like the people who have canceled you are winning a battle or whatever. Okay, good. Okay, you won, and then what? Done But in actual real life You will know people Who are assholes These people who are In your family People who are you People <laughs> People who You know Did bad things But then they are Becoming better Or they're learning But they're still people They're still around You can't kill them You know Whatever they did wrong Was misspoke Used the wrong word That we don't use anymore Or, or, or uh, uh, Misconduct uh, uh, Doing really bad things they apologized They are changed people And they are trying to be better And they are around in your life What are you gonna do? You know what I mean? You can avoid contact with them Cut off contact Good Do that If it helps you uh, And then That's it lah You know There's room enough for people To be cancelled And still make money And, and live And be a person uh, because in human in, in, in actual human life in your interactions we can oust people get rid of people uh, make them get out of certain communities if they are harmful and then that's fine they, the world should be large enough for us to make mistakes and then recover from it um, with some exceptions you know uh, because I'm the kind of person who I think uh, I think Imprisonment Like lifetime imprisonment In a particular circumstances Makes sense So So in that way I'm like Yeah Some people have to be Locked up forever Though uh, Yeah So Particularly about Dave Chappelle And He's fine He's fine Literally Like I don't even really like The closer It's not very good Chappelle's good stuff was Sticks and stones And then maybe Some of the other Older stuff But his sister stuff is very uh, whatever. It's very American centric. Therefore, I don't. I no longer relate to it too much. And the joke craft, which is um, how well jokes are structured and then how well uh, he delivers them, are not particularly in the forefront for his his latest special. So I don't really care. If Chappelle never drops a special again, I don't think we're gonna miss uh, much. Genuinely, uh, did I enjoy watching him live in Thailand before he was cancelled? Yes um, Will I go out of my way To go see him live again Maybe If it's, if it's within my capacity Will I be bummed out If I no longer Be able to see him in person Not really 
Uh, so yeah. That's the opinion on Chappelle's recent cancel moment. I hope that's uh I mean it's not timely, but <laughs> I hope it helps. Yee. I can't I'm realizing that I can't go through all of this, but I'll I'll see what I can do. Uh there's this thing this person mentioned. Hubris syndrome. What is that? What is hubris syndrome? It doesn't sound like it's a syndrome. Uh this is the only time I'm gonna try to do some sort of uh some sort of research. Quick Google is telling me hubris syndrome is associated with power. More likely to manifest itself the longer the person exercises power. Okay. Uh, what are the symptoms of hubris? Using power for self-glorification. Obsessive focus on personal image. Excessive self-confidence. Loss of contact with reality. Speaking as a messiah. Oh, okay. All of this sound like through my very brief Google uh, link. Googling. Uh, it sounds like toxic narcissism. I'm very familiar with this uh, because I I always worry that I'm a malignant narcissist myself. Uh, people use the word narcissism or narcissistic uh, very casually, but which I understand. Maybe it hasn't affected you a lot, or you haven't noticed that it does. Uh, but for me, I'm very careful with the, with that word because uh, growing up with narcissistic parents. Or maybe just one of them. I don't know. Uh, it, it was very debilitating. Um, I had to really like most of my work or the work I had to do in in therapy situations is is me just going, oh fuck, is that what happened to me? <laughs> just realizing that you know uh, 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 things that happened to me was the cause of somebody else really wanting things to be about them. Uh, Hubris From the way I understand it Not from this Hubris hubris syndrome thing Is when somebody Thinks Somebody loses self-awareness By buying into their own hype And If we're gonna Suddenly go back to uh, The like Oscillating thing That we we have Where like I'm arrogant This is a thing that I admit about myself And I try not to communicate it But it comes out I'm so sorry If that puts you off <laughs> but <laughs> I'm so my arrogance is really a way of me to overcompensate from how little I believe in myself a lot of the time I don't trust my judgment uh, often I'm not uh, um, good with knowing uh, of, of gauging my own skill sets whether or not my, my work output is, is good I don't know how to self-validate a lot of the time and so in situations in regular situations I would feel very small in just in just a regular situation where I shouldn't feel like that. And so I overcompensate with you know overconfidence and like very terrible narcissistic things I used to do uh, uh, which was bad on my on one of my first relationships serious romantic relationships it was really terrible. Here's how you know if you are being a narcissist. You insist on things being a particular way for no real reason than to satisfy you. You justify behavior that doesn't make sense and does not consider other people's feelings. Uh, when you... <laughs> this, this is how it, it slowly dawned on me. I was really upset at something that happened in the, in, the, in, the, in, the, in the relationship that I was a bad person in. And I wrote down all my feelings. And I read it again when I was feeling okay. And I was like, this makes no sense. 
Why am I so upset? I'm like, I'm trying to justify it in a way that makes sense. It doesn't make sense. What the fuck is this? And the only way that it makes sense is if I'm an asshole who wants to control the relationship. And it was true. So, uh, yeah, very sorry for uh, the person who I, I am rightfully no longer friends with. I want to be friends with them, but they understandably cannot stand me anymore. Uh, yeah, so that, so that is the narcissism thing. And the hubris comes from, I think, from this idea that you are maybe untouchable. What exactly does hubris mean? Let's just very quickly do a definition here. Um, because it means, uh, it means, uh, trash, right? No, it means, uh, <laughs> that's debris. Hubris is excessive pride or self-confidence. That's the thing. <coughs> Excuse me. We need to be confident. Like, if I'm performing on stage to a bunch of strangers I don't know and I don't have material, which is a lot of the time, guys, pinball monkeys, p- p- uh, uh, patreon.com slash pinball monkeys, the improv show, is... A lot of it is me going on stage with nothing prepared and trusting that I can entertain a room full of strangers. That requires a lot of self-confidence, almost delusionary to, to a point. Uh, uh, but the way to be aware that you don't you know, self-sabotage is to have people around you who can call you out on your bullshit. I will go on one more on record once more to say this if I haven't said this already. I'm still looking for somebody to call me out on my shit. Um... I feel like my friends do do this, but they're, I don't know. Uh, I don't, I don't, I don't know if they do it enough. <laughs> Why am I criticizing my, my best friends? I want my best friends to call me out more on my bullshit. And, um, but I understand how confrontational, confrontational that is and how that might be too much to expect especially talking to me because I I would really engage with them I would really sit down and argue and it can sound like uh, uh, a fight uh, which it isn't to my perspective I just want to know how to be better and if you have to bring up bullshit that I do please tell me but it's hard to have these conversations and I understand how hard it is um, for for people who like you a lot uh, to be critical of you so uh, uh, my uh, uh, applications are open get into my DMs and talk shit about me I will block you uh, <laughs> what the hell uh, I won't I won't but I will like be upset a little bit but I won't say it to you I'll be like ah and I'll write it down and then I'll be like oh thank you for your input I don't know uh, but yeah hubris is difficult to like manage we know people who fall into a sense of self-confidence and they end up succeeding a lot. That's the thing about hubris. You don't get into a position where you believe in yourself to, to the point where it's harmful to you unless you have you have succeeded with overconfidence before. And the thing is, this is true. Uh, fortune favors the brave. Uh, people get pushed into positions of positions of leadership because they talk a lot and they're confident, not because they're smart. If you are ever in a listener, if you remember your situation at work, who has the most influence in things? Is it the smartest or the most capable? No, it's the people who talk the most shit, and that is consistent throughout history and will continue to, because we are always swayed by bullshit. Bullshit is just so intoxicating. I don't know why. But you're listening to this podcast. (laughs) 
<laughs> Bullshit is so intoxicating. And yeah, it's true. So either you learn how to incorporate bullshit and then temper that with actual practical skill sets and 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 uh 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 uh, uh talent, uh, or be aware of of bullshittery when it when it shows up. Call it out, maybe, and have people who love you enough to call you out. Have people who love you enough. Surround yourself with people who love you enough to protect you from the worst parts of yourself. Um, it's harder than you think to find these kind of people. We interrupt this podcast to bring you breaking news. Patreon.com slash pinballmonkeys is now available for you to use as a way to support Mental Pitch Out the Podcast, while also enjoying exclusive audio and video content only available on Patreon. Join the likes of people such as Aisha, Salah, Amshar, Natra, Alina, Ifi, Sara, Faza, Arina, Tasnim, Ayuni, Ayman Bakar, Amanda, Anwar, Nikhanis, Trisnofu, Rachel Chi, Ira, Daniel Imran, Alia, Musemeister, Sabrina, Mayamin, Safri, Zanbelik, and Nicole Dorville. Support the podcast at patreon.com slash pinballmonkeys for as low as five ringgit a month. That's cheaper than how much you spent a day in your breakfast, but for entire 30 days. We now return to your regularly scheduled podcast. Uh, which leads me to this other question somebody asks. Uh, reliable friends and how to spot them. I'm so sorry if I'm addressing this too late, but I hope my addressing this right now uh, helps. Ooh... Different people will have different ways to to do this, and um, reliable friends is a thing that you your phrase that you're using that we may have to examine. What do you mean by reliable friends? What should you, what do you think friends should be reliable for? Like um, some people just because we all have different degrees of friendships. There are people who are only friends when you do particular sport. You know your badminton friend. People, uh, friends who you only watch uh, Marvel buddies with Marvel buddies with they are friends who are your Marvel movie buddies you only watch Marvel movies with them and then you know that's it uh, they are friends who are at work they help you out with work and then that's it you don't talk outside of work and then they are your best friends your friends from uni your friends of convenience who are f- friends because of geog- geography you used to have a lot of these, right? When you were a kid, your neighbors, they became friends, even though you kind of hate them. So what should these friends reliably do? What does that mean? You know what I mean? All of these degrees of friends are reliably there if you ex- if you temper your expectations. Your friend who you only play badminton with should only be relied on to play badminton. You should not suddenly ask them to, you know, go to KLA and back with you. That's not a thing. So, I'm trying to understand what you are trying to ask with this question. Reliable friends and how to spot them. Because my guess is that you are trying to solve this problem where you want more reliable friends. Which means you want more friends who can who you can rely on. And if you need friends to rely on, that means you need... You may not be having enough of that maybe in your life. You don't have enough people who you can rely on in your life. One... Uh, if right now the way you're dealing with that is trying to settle everything yourself and trying to be you know trying to be Batman like Batman works alone 
I don't have any blah 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 blah. That's fine, but don't do that to the extent that it, to the extent that you you push away friendships. It is good to be self reliant, but it also important. It's also important to open yourself up to helpful friendships because I know some people who have sort of internalized the idea that they're never gonna get help from other people for the smallest things, and then. They 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 have become overly self reliant to the point where they don't know how to ask for help. That's not healthy anymore. Okay, so on occasion, you know, take care of yourself, but allow other people to help you. Allowing other people to help you also means allowing them to help you the way they want to help you, which means they maybe they can only give advice, maybe they can only give you help in a way that's kind of harmful. <laughs> Or in a way that you don't like But let them help you This means you are opening yourself to help from other people Two The other thing is uh, Help your friends Be a reliable friend This is a thing uh, uh, That will help you get more reliable friends Because we subconsciously want to help people who have helped us And if you help your friends And be super reliable to them Even if they're not telling you what their problems are Somebody hints at a problem uh, you offer help Help them This Do not expect help in return though I'm just saying The more you are known To be somebody who's reliable The more you will attract Other people who are reliable And then Also at the same time You have to be aware that People are people And there are different degrees of friendship And if they behave a particular way And you can't rely on them To do certain things Just remember that that's, that that's the kind of friend they are And it's okay and uh, if you are the kind of friend, the kind of person who have trouble making friends, try to be a good friend first and see where that takes you. Um, okay, we are up to the forty-five plus 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 minutes uh, mark. It's time for me to end uh, this podcast. Thank you for listening. Uh, I apologize for the coughing. Um, hopefully, that did not distract you too much. And uh, yeah, there are more topics here that I should get through and I will get through in another solo episode. Thank you for listening. I love you. I love you. Wash your hands. Be good to each other. Take care of each other. And, you know, um, uh, eat more vegetables. (laughs) Bye.